Good morning and welcome to today's podcast where we are talking to Michelle Connery with Michelle Connery Coaching. Prior to starting her business, she was a successful corporate accountant with over 20 years of experience. And like most accountants, she spent the majority of those years prioritizing her career over her mental and physical health. In 2018, she drove herself to the ER thinking she was having a heart attack and it turned out it was just intense stress and burnout. So this experience started her health and wellness journey and it wasn't until the pandemic that she realized it was time to make a change. So today we'll hear Michelle's story. Welcome. Hi, Michelle. Thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast today. I'm so happy to have you here. Oh, thank you for having me. Of course. So let's jump right in and maybe have you share a little bit of your backstory. What led you to doing the work that you're doing today? Yeah, sure. So I used to be uh, an accountant and I was, I did that for about 20 or more years. Um, I was, you know, so driven with my career that I kind of put my health on the back burner. And it wasn't until I had a health crisis that I realized I needed to start making some changes. And yeah, I mean, through that, like there was a couple of crises, right? There was the first one where I drove myself to the emergency room, which we'll talk about a little bit later, I think. And then there was the pandemic, right? So I started to make some changes. And then, um, yeah, the pandemic hit and all my coping mechanisms just weren't working. So I ended up rethinking things and having to take a step back and actually taking some more time off. And that's when I decided that a career change was in in order and that I wasn't really following my passion. So um, yeah, I left my career of over 20 years and got into coaching, specifically now burnout coaching. Yeah, I think there's something about that 20 year mark too with women, it seems to hit that's the exact time that it hit for me, I turned 40, I had hit um, just about 20 years and made the shift as well. Um, yeah. So from accounting to coaching, um, I, you know, it can definitely yeah. help to follow your passion and actually use what you have learned through these experiences yeah. that might seem like super detrimental to our health and well-being, but then you can turn that into a career and help others. I think that can be really powerful. And yeah. I did something similar yeah. as well with a, a wellness business. Um, so, so let's talk about accounting contributing to stress and burnout. Can you kind of, I can't imagine, I know um, a lot of our readers have different backgrounds and it's nice to kind of hear yeah. about what life was like. So could you walk us maybe through a typical day of when you were an accountant? What was it? What was it like? What was your day like? How was the sure. stress level impacting you, et cetera? Yeah. Um, so I was in a corporate accountant, so I'm never in auditing. Um, I think we cut out again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think we're, we're having, cutting in and out. We are. Um, so I was a corporate accountant. I always worked in corporations. I was never on the audit side. Um, I'm not sure that I would have been able to handle that. I might've maybe left earlier, but mm-hmm. um, day to day, like at, when you're an accountant, the expectation is you're going to put in the hours no matter what to get the job done. And we always talk about busy season, but busy season seemed to start stretching the whole year, right? So busy mm-hmm. season for me started being um, your month ends, your quarter ends, and year end was always the worst. Yes, of course. Yeah. And 
then we'd have our auditors come in and that would be stressful too. <laughs> so it was long hours, um, really long hours, heavy stress load, and then just the expectation that you're always available. Yes. To, I think to that's answer huge, questions isn't at, it? That you're always time. available. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then the higher up you went, right? The higher up I, I went in my career, like my last position was a director of finance. My boss basically told me, you know, you need to be available 24 seven. It's like, you know, her boss scheduled a meeting one Sunday on a Sunday and it's a weekend. I didn't see it. And I got almost lambasted for, for missing it. It's like, well, you should have been available. Um, so yeah, it's just those ex it's a combination of expectations, um, the workload, because a lot of, a lot of places are understaffed. So, you know, the workload is heavy, you're managing people. So you're trying to help them not burn out so that, you know, it really just becomes a struggle to how do I get this work done? Unrealistic deadlines, all of those things um, just are just so prevalent. And, and just the, like you said, the expectation that, well, you chose this career. So you knew what you were getting into. You knew that this is the life. So yeah, suck it up basically. <laughs> yeah. So Michelle, are you married with children? Either no, I, I, I'm divorced, uh, no kids, but, um, I was married when I started off my career yeah. and I was working on my accounting designation at the same time. And I, that's partly why we got divorced is because I got so focused in on what I was doing, mm -hmm. but also there was other stuff too, but you know, that was part of the reason because it, it was really hard to start balancing, um, family and career because yeah. of the obligations right like it became it's a running true. joke when I was studying like oh Michelle's studying we won't see her for three months or however long the course was right and it just got worse as even, so when I finished okay great but then you're you know got your career progressions it's like oh well it's year end you won't see Michelle for three months you know so it just yeah. became one to the other right so yeah and yeah. really when you shared about those that Sunday meeting that really almost was triggering for me I hate the word trigger but I, know. I mean it totally just brought back this, um, this memory of one of my main issues in, in higher education. So it's not just, you know, in, in your field, but it, it's, it's all over. Um, okay. I can remember that one of my biggest stressors, because I am a perfectionist, and I want to do my job really well, was that my boss would often say, there, there was no end to the day, you don't yeah. know when the day ended. And I really should have been able to leave campus by three o'clock. And at the latest, yeah, um, I had plenty of time to teach two classes a day, still do any publishing work to have office hours. And, you know, I had been, I was there early in the morning, but then a, a meeting would schedule at seven, 7 PM. Yeah. Well, how's that going to happen? And when, you know, the virtual world was not yeah. really there at that point, yeah. Yeah. I can just remember feeling this ultimate sense of, um, that I didn't have any control over anything. And yeah, yeah, that's have, exactly it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I have three boys and my husband oh, was goodness. a state trooper and working different shifts. And we would juggle our out, switch our hours so that somebody was always home. Um, so it was impossible. And I yeah. was the only mom in my department. So well, it that's was, the was, thing. It, yeah. Yeah. And then you feel even more conflicted, right? Because yeah. you're like, well, I got to be home with the kids, but then what are they going to think at the job? And yeah. Yeah. And I, I, that kind of worked in reverse for me at one of my jobs is because I was one of the only 
for my boss, I was one of her only employees that didn't have kids that didn't have a husband. The expectation was, well, then you can work. Then you can do it. You should be available. Yep. Yep. Right. So it was like, you know, she would cut the other slack. Oh, well, they need to take the week off. It's, it's, you know, spring break. Um, yeah. They have to be with their kids or they need the vacation in the summer, which, you know, I'm flexible. Like I was always flexible because I manage staff too. And I'm like, okay, you guys want to take your time off now because you need to be with your kids. That's completely fine. But when it became, well, well, now it's my turn to take vacation. Well, make sure you take your laptop. <laughs> Unbelievable, right? It's like you, you're punished for, yeah. for really any choice you make. Really? Yeah, yeah that's that's what yeah. it was. That's what it came down to, yeah. So that, of course, leads to burnout. I had my own sense of burnout. Um, yeah. I had I had experienced the the type of stress and burnout that led me to the the ER, as you had mentioned, mm-hmm. um, that you did too. But mine was as early as college, feeling the stress of that. Um, so my ER visit was fairly early on, and then I learned to recognize that things were building up again. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you about your own experience with that. What what that felt like, why you went to the ER, um, and did you recognize that it was actually burnout early on? Um, no, I did not. Um, so the day that I drove myself to the emergency room, and I do not recommend, recommend driving yourself to the emergency room, please. Um, I was actually working from home that day, and I took a, a conference call, and it was extremely volatile call. Um, it was a project. It was off the rails. It was already late. And then they'd forgotten the finance team's requirements and wanted us to magically make it happen in a couple of weeks when other departments had had months mm-hmm. to, to, to kind of flesh it out. It was a new system. And, you know, the project manager's yelling at me on the phone, the outside consultants are getting upset and, you know, I'm on the call and I started feeling like my heart was really starting to race and um, I wasn't feeling well. And, but I finished the call and cause you know, can't hang up on the call. Right, right. Right? At least that's what I thought at the time. And I remember getting off the call and pacing around my living room, trying to like, okay, well, I'm, I can't seem to calm down. My heart's still racing. I don't really feel good. And I texted my best friend because I'm like everything, I'm trying everything to calm down. I think it's a panic attack, but you know, I just really wasn't sure because part of me was starting to worry, well, maybe it's more, Mm -hmm. right? Like maybe it's, this is the heart attack I've been worried about. Right. Like, um, so I asked her, it's like, you know, here's what's going on. I can't seem to calm down. Should I go to the emergency room? And she said, you know, it's not the worst idea you've ever had. Like go find out what's going on. And so I did. And I just remember sitting there and, you know, the triage nurse asking me all the questions and I'm bawling, I'm crying so mm-hmm. much, right. Cause I didn't know what was going on. I was scared and headache and, you know, heart racing and they got the pulse ox monitor on and, and I was whisked so fastly into the back because they thought I was having a heart attack, right. Yeah. Because the blood pressure was so high and all the other symptoms and you spend eight hours there or more because they test you multiple times. You got to wait in between. And I just remember going, Oh my God, how did I get here? What's going on? Like, you know, so I didn't recognize it as burnout because it manifested that way. I don't think I also really knew what burnout was at the time. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know that I was extremely stressed, right? Like I knew my stress levels were through the roof and I knew I wasn't coping well and I wasn't sleeping and constantly had headaches and all of that. So 
I knew something was going on, but I wasn't quite sure what. Right. Um, and if you don't know what burnout is, and I, I remember at the time, certainly not knowing what that felt like or what a panic attack was. I yeah. had no idea. All I knew was that I had a shooting pain coming up into my jaw, yeah. down my arm. And yeah. it felt exactly like what a heart attack would be. And I went through all kinds of tests. I remember yeah. being upside down on this machine. They were just testing for like gastro issues and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And I remember lying there upside down and looking at the technician, like doing, watching this stuff yeah. go through my system <laughs> and thinking, oh my gosh, I must have cancer yeah. because of the look on his face. And it was, yeah. it was all just stress. It was all yeah. stress. I know. And it's like you said, it's crazy because in, in hindsight, now I can see how stress, you know, impacts us. But then I was like, well, it can't just be stress. Like you said, your, your brain immediately starts thinking it has to be something worse. Right. Um, but the same thing, like I've sat in an emergency room going, oh my God, it's a heart attack. Right. And then they came back and said, no, it's not a heart attack, but are you on blood pressure medication? Are you doing this? Are you doing that? And I'm like, no, no, should I be right. And I ended up with three months of sick leave while they put me, like you said, through barrage of tests to make sure I didn't have an underlying heart condition because they're like, well, why is your blood pressure through the roof? Well, I don't know. I just had five people screaming at me at the top of their lives. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's why. Yeah. (laughs) And our bodies will tell the tale, particularly, I think if we are sensitive people, I don't know if you're a sensitive type of person. I am. I always have been. Um, But you know, going into a career and just saying, all right, maybe I get stressed out easily. And then you don't recognize things later on. So, you know, 20 years down the road, I'm in the same position. And my body, I guess was like, well, I've already given her heart attack symptoms and she'll know that's a panic attack. So right before I left my higher ed career, um, it really was like that, that loss of control of my own life and situation. I had, um, and I'd shared this in other podcasts because so many women have these strange symptoms. Um, one woman actually lost her eyesight for a while oh, wow, due to stress. Yeah. She was a high powered attorney. Yeah. Um, and I had symptoms that were mimicking urinary tract infections when I had never had them before, but it was like a constant one for an entire year. So imagine what that felt like and not having any actual evidence of an infection Oh my goodness! and feeling yeah. like you're losing your mind and nobody yeah. would believe you again, all the tests. And finally, when I left, it disappeared. When I left the job, it disappeared after a whole year of that. So we have to recognize these things, right? So we'll get into how you work with women and how you um, advise them to do this exactly. But can you talk to us a little bit about your own experience in healing? You left, you left the job. Then Yeah. It took, it took me two years after that incident. Mm -hmm. Um, to, to actually move and, and make that decision to move. And it was partly the pandemic that really put things into focus for me. But um, while I was off on that sick leave, I, I really started to realize, oh my God, like regardless of what the work environment's like, I definitely need to work on some stuff myself, right? Because yeah. like you mentioned, I was a perfectionist. I hated conflict. I was always trying to, you know, please, people pleaser to a certain extent, but also help people avoid conflict. So I was always trying to be the one to smooth everything over and take on stuff that maybe my employees should have taken on. You know what I mean? Because I was trying to buffer them and trying to be, trying not to let the stress get down to them and always worried about them and everybody else and never worried about myself. So 
um, when I was off, that's when I started getting back into my walking. Um, and that's when I started my nutrition certification. Cause I was like, well, I really want to learn more about this because I'd always had an interest in it, but ironically, that was one of the first things I let go when I started getting busy. Yeah. I'm so jealous that you did that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So, you know, just getting myself because I was, you know, you go online, you see all these diets. I'm like, I don't want to diet. I just Mm -hmm. want to learn about nutrition and how Mm -hmm. to feel my body properly. So I ended up doing a certification and I also started seeing a therapist at the time because I, like you said, I didn't recognize I was in burnout, Yep. but I knew I was in stress mode and that I wasn't coping well with the stress. So I wanted somebody to help me with my stress management. Um, and that's what she did. Right. So I started seeing her in 2018 and she was really the one that helped me get to where I am now, which is feeling more balanced and, and, you know, helping me just explore things. Cause I, I always kind of knew, um, that the accounting career wasn't for me. I always felt like a square peg in a round hole. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, too many years of people telling me you're too nice, you're too emotional, meaning IE you're too compassionate and empathetic. You can't be a good manager if you're that way. So always yeah. trying to change, you know, and so that caused stress to my body. Cause I'm, you know, trying to do what my managers want, but then I'm seeing how they treat their people and going, but I don't want to treat my people. (laughs) It was just constant conflict. So she was the one that helped me identify too, that I was in a toxic work environment. Um, Because again, like you're in it. So you think it's you like, yeah, as, as a high achiever, I was always thinking, well, it must be something I'm doing. It's, it's me. That's wrong. Everybody else seems to be fine. Like, why is it? Why can't I handle this? And she's, she was actually the one that put it to me. She goes, it's almost like she's just like you're having the same response that somebody who's in an abusive relationship has right you're blaming yourself you're taking it all in you're thinking right she goes no 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 it's like it's like but having somebody be able to listen to what I was saying and didn't call me crazy Mm -hmm. right like it was like okay so I'm not crazy all right and kind of put some perspective on those things for me and start helping me work through those, um, boundary settings. Cause you know, I, I had a hell of a time setting boundaries. I was never very good at it. And, and yeah, did I get pushed back when I started doing that with him? Of course, because of the environment I was in. Um, but yeah, just learning though, that my values and my beliefs are important that I shouldn't be trying to change those and live by somebody else's values and beliefs. Right. Because that's yeah. out of alignment and it was causing me stress and, yeah, it was just her and my and my doctor. And I also got a, a personal trainer. The three of them really helped me um, learn to focus on me. Yeah, was, so you really used all the tools available to you, which is key. Yeah. Um, I just yeah. started working with a nutritionist who happens to be somebody I interviewed on here. And um so she's a registered dietitian and nutritionist. Mm-hmm. And I've been working with her for over a month just now. I wish it had been something I had done years ago. Yeah. Um, and that's, uh, I think it's not any one thing, wellness, right? And yeah. healing and, and making sure you're taking, it's very much holistic. It's all of the different pieces. I run a Facebook yeah. group that that talks about all of these things. And, um, you know, it's not just like natural skincare, which is what I produce, but it's, nutrition, it's exercise, it's 
therapy. It can be, and it's setting boundaries. I just talked to my sister and a friend of mine. I went to um, breakfast with yesterday, both having major issues around boundaries. And it just came down to, to that, right? If you can't set them, it's going to keep happening. What, what happens keeps repeating. So are you still going through all of those? Um, do you still have the therapist? Do you still follow a certain nutrition? What do you, what's wellness like? Yeah. So, um, well I moved, so my, my therapist is in a different province than me now. So, um, yeah, part of what I came to in, in 2020 was that I wanted to be closer to my family because my parents had moved out from Ontario to Newfoundland, Mm -hmm. um, previously because my youngest sister was out here and she had twins um so I realized that that family connection because I'd always been close to them um and I was still in Ontario that it was that was also causing me stress um so yeah I made the decision to quit my job and move across the country during the pandemic and I thought I was just going to start my my business at that time but I realized I, I needed downtime so um I really just spent a lot of time focusing on me. And now what do I do? I have my business coach. I have a nutrition coach. I don't have a therapist right now, but I believe I'm not at that point where I I feel like I'm needing one. Um, Like I said, I worked with her for over two years and um, yeah. And she was, she was fabulous. And we we keep in contact just like on Instagram, just every now and again saying hi, but not, not as her client. Um, but yeah, no, through my business coach and my my health and wellness coach, who's also a nutritionist, that is the support I have right now. And then I also have, you know, a good um, community of other wellness coaches um, that also work with my business coach and, and, you know, we're all there supporting each other. So um, that's what I'm feeling. And, and like I said, now I'm closer to my family. So that's also helped to balance, balance me emotionally as well. So, it, it, you know, I'm, I'm in a much better place now than I was two years ago. Two and a half yeah. Years ago. We think about toxic work environments, but really you look at your environment and who the two things like your environment and who you surround yourself with has mm-hmm. a huge impact on who you are. So if you get rid of the toxic work environment and you actually moved across the country and probably are in a pretty beautiful area is what I would yeah. imagine. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm always thinking, wouldn't it be nice to go there? So I imagine <laughs> they live to be pretty beautiful. Uh, and mm-hmm. then you have your family and you're, it opens up a whole new community of people when you start a business, doesn't it? That's kind it of does. a pleasant, a pleasant surprise. Yeah. I mean, I, before 2020, I had been thinking about that, that would be something I would eventually do. But part of me was always thinking, well, I have to be an accountant until I retire and then I can do something else. Right. But through the therapy and everything else it opened up my eyes that, well, what am I waiting for? Um, I am not really that happy doing what I'm doing. Right. Yeah. Okay. You've had a good run at it, but what does Mm -hmm. it cost you? (laughs) It costs me a lot. Right. Yeah. Well, one thing I, um, I was going to ask you next about identity. What was it like to shift that identity? I'm sure you identified as an accountant, as a powerful woman in business because you had a powerful job uh, as a director and then moving over to something else. Sometimes that can feel a little bit strange. I actually asked um, a woman who had her, uh, I interviewed someone and she had her doctorate or has her doctorate in physical therapy and was working in that for many years and then left it pretty abruptly when she had children, just 
due to different needs. And I said, well, what, what was the identity shift like for you? And she said, I didn't look at it as anything negative. I look at it as that was that season of my life. It served a certain purpose. And now I have something else I need to focus on. And I thought, oh my gosh, I wish someone had said that to me a long time ago. Like looking at it differently. (laughs) Right. Instead of spending years in guilt, but my education, but this, but this, right? Yeah, it is a whole mindset shift. And I think because I was so burnt out when I left that that really didn't hit me right away because I I honestly thought I would, you know, take two weeks when I got here in my quarantine and then I'd be up and raring to go and, and get my business running, but it didn't quite happen that way. So I had a lot of time to recover and reflect. And part of me was just after I learned to give myself some space and grace and take the rest. Yeah. <laughs> I realized that that's what I needed. And yeah, I, there was no negative. The The self-doubt comes in because, my God, you're starting a business. Who do you think yeah. you are trying to, trying to be an entrepreneur? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's part of me, you know, that would look at the job postings in the area for accountants and go, well, that would be the easier, easier route, right? way to do it. Yeah, right. That would be the easier route. But when I really checked into myself and I was reading those job descriptions, it didn't bring me any joy, right? Like I would read it and I'd be like, oh, that just sounds like, like, it just like felt heavy. And yeah, yeah. It's just like, it just really did not resonate with me anymore. And I'm like, so that's not me anymore. That's, that's really, that's really not me. So I've got to go do something else. Like I, you know, start this business. I got a part-time job to help me through, you know, you know, I was in a good place. Like you said, I had a good job. I'd sold my house. I had some savings. So I was in a good place financially to be Mm -hmm. able to, to take one downtime and recover and then to uh, build a business, right? Not everybody has that ability. No. And it's very, very tempting because I feel like almost the universe almost brings in those temptations to you when you're struggling because everyone's going to struggle when they start a business in some way or another, it's just the way it goes. Um, I can remember having, when I finally, you know, cut the tie with the university, because it took me a few years to kind of, you know, transition out getting a call when I was getting my hair done, I had high, you know, the highlight papers. <laughs> and I had this call that said, we want to offer you this director position, um, working directly with students in advising and all of these things. And I knew in my department that that never just involved um, what they said, and there was yeah. not going to be any flexibility. And I thought they're offering me this big position. How do I say no? Maybe I need to go back. And I remember just bawling and crying and going out on the sidewalk and calling my husband. And he said, you just have to say no. Yeah. And it was the first time I received full support from him. I think he finally saw it. And Mm -hmm. it was like this validation. Sometimes we need a little bit of permission and sometimes working with a coach like you, I bet you're probably giving a lot of permission, right? Yeah. That, and and that, that was the biggest thing is like, I think for me too, like the permission came from my therapist and I had met my business coach before I decided to pack it in. And while I hadn't really started my business officially, I'd been following her and, and I'd taken some of her stuff. And I remember her saying to me, um, I actually still have it. We call it my freedom train. Ah. the little train. Oh, I love that. 
Yeah. Um, is that because a Thomas the Tank Train? It is a Thomas the Tank Train <laughs> because I was on a call with her and, and I was telling her how how long it was taking me to commute into work and how, this pre-pandemic and and how much, you know, it was just taking out of me and all of that. She's like, well, we got to get you off that train. So she's like, what I want you to do is go get yourself a toy train and we're going to name it and you're going to put your goal on the back. And she goes, it might sound crazy, but you're going to carry it with you because that's what she did when one year when she was determined to win a, a Porsche Cayenne and she won it, she carried oh the damn, right. And she yeah, like, yeah. she manifested it. Right. Yeah. So she, it's a little bit woo woo for some people. I know that for some, me, I want, love it. I'm you want me here to go get a train? <laughs> <laughs> so I did. I mean, I had a smaller version that I kept in my purse. This is the bigger version, but I, I went to Toys R Us and uh, found a train and called it freedom because that's what it represented to me was free breaking free from that job and free from that um, three hour commute daily. Cause it was like an hour and a half oh each way. Goodness. And yeah. And then the pandemic hit. And as soon as we, you know, start like sounding like we're all going to be working from home. I made the declaration. I am never getting on that train again. I am never going back into the office again. And I didn't. You know, I think that's so powerful. I love that you have an actual train. I remember, and gosh, I always think if anybody at my old job listens to these, when I was teaching my very last in the classroom semester, I changed my password so that every time I had to log in, it said, this is your, it was last semester, my last yeah. semester. Yeah, I did my that password. too. Yeah. Yeah. Like remind yourself if you ever had Mine job, was, mine was something like, I am quitting June, 2020. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I did. I, I mean, well, it was July. I resigned in July, gave him three weeks notice and left in beginning of August. But it does make it manifest. You do manifest and you do that because it was, yeah. it came true. Yeah. yeah it, because then it's remind, it's a reminder for yourself every day. And that's what the, the train was as well. Like every day, take an action. It doesn't have to be big, but take an action. That's going to help you move towards that goal. Yeah. And the same with the Very password, cool. right? If you're typing that every day, your brain, it, your subconscious mind is like, okay, this is something she really wants. I got to help her figure out how to get it. Yeah. Another simple thing you can do is just create a screensaver on your phone. So you have to look at it every time. Right. Yep. So let's talk about your work now with women. So ambitious women tend to burn out overachieving, um, high achieving women They're they tend to burn out and, um, also feel like they're might appear to have this sense of fulfillment, but really they're unhappy. Um, Yeah. And you, these are the women you're working with primarily. That's correct. correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell mm-hmm. us about what you do now, what the name of your business is and. Sure. Yeah. So it's Michelle Connery coaching kept mm-hmm. it simple. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I always said I'm not that uh, creative. I couldn't think of anything else, but so keep it simple. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a burnout recovery coach. Like I mentioned, I do have my nutrition certification. I have my personal trainer, but really when I started out, it was just health and wellness. But when I really started thinking about it, it was, man, I don't want anybody else to go through what I did. Mm-hmm. Right. And burnout has become such a huge, I can't even describe it. Like ever since the pandemic, the numbers have been going up um, so dramatically. It, maybe it's because more people are recognizing it or because the work from home situation has increased it. It's a combination of things, right? Mm -hmm. So it was just like, no, that is something I experienced firsthand. I know how horrible it is. I know what it feels like. 
and I know how you need the support. So yeah. that that's why um, I decided to focus in on, on burnout recovery. And I really do use, like I said, my background and my new certifications to help. Cause as we mentioned, it's a holistic approach. It, it really yeah. is. Um, so I do, when I first meet the individual, I like to have a, you know, first a free call with them just to see if there's a fit and see what's going on in their life and see if it's something I can help them with. And then from there, we just, we start by like, where are you at now? Like how far along your burnout journey are you? Are you still sitting in the pit of despair at the bottom? <laughs> Have you started to climb out? What are your biggest obstacles? So I start by trying to understand that and what they want to work on first. Um, then we also go into their core values and their beliefs. Um, because like me, I was, I was out of alignment with who I was and what I believed in and, and some of my thought patterns were what people had told me and you know what those can be changed those are not set in stone and you know you don't have to be a perfectionist nobody's perfect and mm -hmm. those those type of thoughts were were causing some of my burnout as well so I like to look at at those to see how they're are they living their life following their values or are they misaligned what beliefs do they have that we might need to work on um and then setting boundaries yeah because if they're like me <laughs> They weren't, or and it's they were so very, hard, right? And it's so hard, especially yeah, if you got, you know, family, whether it's kids or or now I'm dealing with um my parents who are seniors. Um, you know, I help my sister out with her twins, you know, but you still have to have those boundaries or else you're you're giving to everybody else first and forgetting about yourself. So help them with with that. And then and then we dive into the stress management, the sleep, the exercise and mindset mindsets throughout the whole thing. Cause really it is about changing, changing your mindset and changing, um, uh, how you do things. Um, because you know, a lot of times when you're in burnout, you, you're just too overwhelmed. You can't, you can't jump into changing your, your sleep habits, your, your stress management techniques and, and mm -hmm. your food and your exercise at that point, you're just like, give me some relief. So yeah. <laughs> that's what we focus on. And then, then we come back to how do we create more healthier habits that are going to help sustain you going forward and yeah. help you figure out what's going to work for you because balance is something that's different for everyone. Everybody thinks it has to be between work and life, but it's a pie, mm -hmm. right? Your work could be 30%, your family could be 20, and then there could be all different things in that pie. So what does that pie look like for you? Um, and, and just helping people, what I call create their healthy balance plan, right? So what things do they like to do? What things bring them joy? Because usually along the way, you've forgotten yeah. what bring you joy and you're not doing those activities. So tapping back into that, creating bucket lists and things like that, right? So really starting to get them to look forward at what they want their life to be and, and what habits do we need to create to help support those. Sure. Yeah. I had mentioned the two conversations I had, uh, one with a girlfriend, one with my sister about the boundaries. And I knew that what they needed to do was set boundaries, but then they both said, you know, very different situations, but they both said that the conversation is too hard to have with this person. I'm going to hurt their feelings. Mm -hmm. One, she's going to get mad at me and mm -hmm. it's just too hard. I can't. And 
I didn't know what to say. I said, well, I know you need to set boundaries, but I don't know how you, good luck because you got to figure that out. <laughs> but then, you know, it's really nice to have somebody who can actually give some advice for. Yeah. And, and, that. and that's the thing, like boundaries are not easy, especially if you've never set them before. And just because you want to start setting them, like you mentioned, doesn't mean that the other people in your life are going to actually accept them. Yep. So it's how do we preface that conversation? And it's it's all about really getting clear first with yourself. Why is this boundary important to me? What's it going to do for me? How's it going to help make me feel? And um, what I used to do with my therapist too, she's the one that helped me with this, was practice that conversation with her before mm-hmm. I had it with the person I wanted to have it with, yeah. right? So really just flushing out what I was feeling and, and you really do have to approach it when you're calm and you, it has yeah. to be, you know, they have to be in the receiving mindset too, right? Like if they're having a bad day, that's probably not the day you want to talk to them about your new boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> and All it's practice. True. It really is. It really is practice and it might not go well. And some people might go, okay, well, thank you for telling me. Right. Yeah. But don't give up. Yeah. And it's okay to let people go in your life who don't mm-hmm. or are not willing willing to to um, yeah. respect those boundaries, right? Yeah, for sure. Well, it has been really nice talking to you today. I could talk to you all day because I feel like this is a mini <laughs> therapy session for me as well. I think we all need to keep practicing boundaries, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, it's so easy to fall back, right? It is. It is. Especially when you when you get stressed and overwhelmed it's it's easy to fall back but that's when you need to really focus in on them the most true so michelle before we um close our interview today could you tell us where we can find you online for someone who may want to connect sure so they can definitely find me on instagram at coach michelle connery or they can go to my website which is www.michelleconnerycoaching.com and there it has all the links on how to follow me, get in touch with me. Um, and then we can go from there. Yeah. Perfect. Well, we'll definitely include that in the show notes for you Perfect. Um, so that people can find you quite easily. I have very much enjoyed talking to you today. I wanted to just thank you for being here with us and sharing your oh, story. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, it was a pleasure. <laughs>